Welcome to Machine Learning. Well, today we're going to be talking about robotics. And um, we're going to have a guest on. And so you want to listen to that podcast when it comes out. Um, yesterday we talked about 3D printing and some of the challenges and barriers to uh, uh, entry into as a supplier into that field. And um, it was very interesting having that guest on to talk to him about uh, Gabe having talked about uh, 3D printing. Well, uh, as I uh, am starting to think about uh, time, UTC time um, divides the world from UK, the United Kingdom, and um, the American continent is minus UTC time, and uh, India, Russia, China is positive UTC time relative to the dividing line, which would be the UK. And uh, the world has many different time zones. I was just amazed at uh, how the world operates in terms of time. So you have local time, uh, and then you have UTC time. And UTC time can be based on uh, uh, zones, the time zone that you're in. And so uh, you, if you're trying to figure out what time in the world it is, uh, let's say in Switzerland, you would go to the continent slash and Switzerland or a major city in Switzerland and it would give you the time zone. Like for example, in China, it only has one time zone for 2,500 miles. Uh, there are some countries where the time zone changes very frequently. And so you want to um, store the data with the time zone information in it um, at that moment because it might change, the time zone information might change in the future. So that's the kind of the challenge uh, as you think about uh, as you think about uh, uh, your your, your uh, time zone, and so you can you, you you can extract you can find out what the date is in Python for that time zone. Uh, in other words, you can change the clock and the date uh, by using as of time zone. So you'd use the date as of time zone, and then you'd pass in the TZ info and the particular time zone that you are, are looking up. And it will then convert that date to that particular time zone date. So um, that's uh, critical in terms of dates because there's all these countries, you know, 200, 300 plus countries, 360 plus countries in the world. And each one of the countries may or may not have its own time zone. Um, but, uh, uh, so like, for example, in America, and you wanted the New York time zone, you'd say America slash New York. If you wanted um, uh, Mexico City, even though Mexico is uh, not a part of the United States of America, it is a part of America. 
and uh, I had a discussion with a friend and he pointed out that uh, that no the North and South American continents or it's not, uh, na nations like the United States and then Mexico are a part of the continent called America. And uh, when it comes to time, that is absolutely correct. So if you wanted to get uh, uh, the time for Mexico City, you would say America slash Mexico City. So uh, it's uh, an interesting thing, uh, time. Time has an offset. So you could also, uh, you can do also use a time delta in terms of hours. And then you could find, uh, you could then using that offset, calculate your time. So if you knew the time offset for the zone, you could go that way also. So you could store that in a variable and then you could calculate your time from an offset from UTC line. So you can, you can do it, you can find the time zone by name or you can do it by offset. Um, where I, this came in really handy for me was when uh, I was trying to calculate time uh, for my my time entry system, and uh, and I discovered that you had to know um, what the UTC offset was. But there were cases like, for example, uh, in Idaho, we we're in the Mountain Standard Time. But my server was in Arizona, and Arizona, uh, it was also in the same time zone, but it handles daylight savings different than in Idaho. And so I had to uh, use the, I think there is a Mountain Standard 1 and a Mountain Standard 2 time zone. and. Uh, and then I had to use that uh, Arizona time set to properly calculate for Arizona time. But then when I was in Idaho, I needed the server to properly calculate the daylight savings uh, for Idaho so that my clocks were, were working correctly. And, th and this is kind of the problem with daylight savings is it's not universal across the United States. That there, it's specific to the time zone that you're in. And, um, and so um, I, I was able to utilize that and learn, learn about UTC time and, and uh, the time zones. One of the things that's so fascinating about uh, data science is how many things... Uh, are in terms of data that are crossing over in the realm of programming. So, you know, I, I learned, had to learn this to make my program work, but now I'm working with data and data is also encoding the time zone information in the data. Um, I ha I'm learning, uh, having to learn how to, to deal with UTC time and time zones that are being stored in the data. And, uh, so those are, those are things that uh, are important to learn in data science. Time is, I can see now why there was a, a huge section on time, talking about dis, uh, duration, um, the, how to convert, time, parse uh, a string into time, how to 
uh, uh, take a, a time variable and break it apart into a different format for time with a, a year, month, and day, hours, minutes, and seconds. And then the uh, percent or part of time, which would be in million milliseconds, millionth of a second. And so if you wanted to get a high degree of precision where you're doing lots of, uh, of uh, precise timing, you could break it down into a millionth of a second. And so uh, it, time is very precise in that sense. So, and as we store time, we have to know the zone that we're in uh, relative and we have that kind of universal time standard that we can now derive accurately in the local area for that time zone uh, what the actual time that the event occurred. So it is pretty technical. I was very surprised. Uh, not really necessarily surprised because I had seen some of the complexity when dealing with time uh, at the programmable letter level and also at the database level in SQL Server um, and at the API level in C Sharp. So there's lots of uh, different libraries that you would use. And then now it kind of made more sense after looking at it from a data science perspective of what time was. But once you understand time, then you can track labor. And see, that's why time is so critical is because everything that we do in terms of billing for labor is linked to time durations. And so uh, having a, a universal clock, a way to uh, start a time clock and then a, and an end creates a duration. And that duration then can be translated into a monetary value which an individual can receive. And then there's uh, lots of analysis that you can do with time. Um, it was kind of interesting. I was trying to take the uh, bicycle, the bike rental code or data, and then break it up into uh, days and look at how many rentals were occurring on the hour uh, because they had, they were, they had a 24-hour clock. Uh, so they were marking when the rentals were occurring and uh, and also durations of time of the rental and, and displacements were you know from how far to how far did the bike travel and uh, I actually did some group buys did some value counts got that and then I had to figure out well how am I going to do am and pm uh, because I, they wanted to kind of uh, figure out, you know, what were the were the rentals in the AM uh, higher than the the rentals in the PM? You would think in the PM maybe that um, it would slow down. Maybe most of the rentals are in the mo early morning where people are going to work, or maybe it's equal. Maybe people are going to work and they're taking a rental, and maybe they're taking a rental on the way back home. Um, so that was the kind of the question. And so what I did is I, I did two group buys. I did a group buy 
uh, with a filter for AM and a, and a group by with a filter for PM. And then I did a uh, merge left. I got the unique dates uh, for all, all the data and set that in my data frame originally. Then I did a left jo uh, mer join merge for AM and a left merge join for PM. And then I plotted it out. And uh, there was actually too much data to actually understand uh, what the frequencies were in terms, because it all looked like it was, uh, I think there were 12 bikes on this station and it looked like they're always checking out 12 bikes. So it looked like uh, every day the use, utilization of those uh, stations was almost 100%. And there's just so much data there. So I need to think of a way, of a different type of chart that I can use that will help me visualize kind of the flow of usage by the bikes for AM and PM. And I haven't quite decided what that, uh, what that chart will, will be. Um, kind of wondering if a count plot might be the better way to do it and uh, maybe I'll just use that as a seaboard count plot put in my um, AM and PM and, and, and by day and then see what the, what it looks like and see if I can maybe overlap it maybe stack it and use some transparency so I can see the, the contrast uh, between the AM and PM um, uh, maybe as the share it in a 12 12 uh, hour cycle or something like that and then look at the frequency on that 12 hour cycle uh, for am versus pm so that's that's one approach that could be taken uh, to analyze analyze the usage uh, as it relates to time um, you know, and, and there's other th applications to this because this is kind of like a just-in-time problem. Maybe they're vendor machines that uh, there's certain usage and, and consumption, and and as you watch the consumption rates at certain times of the day, uh, maybe at at those those peak consumption times, you're providing uh, product specific for that time. So you're. Uh, in the morning, maybe people are interested in, in hot beverages. Uh, in the evening, maybe people are more interested in meals. And so in the vending machines, uh, based on time, you're adjusting uh, the products that are available. So uh, you have a, a kind of a real-time adjustment multiple times a day, uh, providing different variety of products to the customers. And uh, so that kind of just-in-time adjustment to customer need uh, would then create a, a unique market in itself. You could have two vending machines all the time, but that might it might be cheaper to be constantly changing um, the variety based on the time of day. All right. Well, uh, those are some thoughts about uh, just-in-time.